triangles. Yeah. And squares. And blocks. We're back. It's Jake and Caleb. Hello. Caleb and Jake. Post World Series win, because that was our last episode, (laughs) which a couple weeks ago. So. Oh, man. It's been great. It's been a ride since. So. It's true. Glad that we're still world champs. Yes, we we're are. still undefeated until next year. Except he didn't get manager of the year. Yeah, I know. That was that was surprising. And also the Cy Youngs that went out. Yeah. So they could have gave Yovaldi one. Nasty Nate. Yeah. Um but yeah, anyways. <clears throat> it's been a couple weeks. Jake and I have been busy. I have continued to stay sick. I currently have a sty in my eye. First time in my life. I guess this is what happens when you hit thirty. And boy <laughs> has it hit back. Got all kinds of. I'm looking at Jake right now with like one eye half shut. <laughs> I've been. I spent the last 30 minutes before coming over, uh, heating up the sty so it would release, and I would. It's kind of gross, but I'll just squeeze out the goo and pick it out with uh, a wet Q-tip because that's the only thing that wouldn't just absolutely rip my eye apart. It started bleeding though because I did too much. So, for any doctors that listen, they're probably like, that's a smart idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did what I had to do That's so right. I could see because this has been very annoying. I started getting it on the other night, like coming or coming back from the Stars game, which they won in overtime. But uh, yeah, to the victors, their spoils. So <laughs> That's right. I got somebody's nasty germs from the from the train. But either way, um, it's good to see you, Jake. Um, and like we always say before we begin, before we begin, we always check in. How have you been? You, I know. I'm just holding so my I'm just holding my <laughs> eyelid down so I can see you. So it's I, I've been good. Um, we we as in my my family oh, um, big time. We went to Cedar Creek Lake, which is Gun Barrel City. There's, oh wow! Yeah, there was an Airbnb that we stayed in for about five days. You're way out there. It was fun. Gun Barrel City. Yeah, I didn't I didn't check my phone. I'm. I purposely avoided news just to kind of detox and yeah it was needed. that's awesome yeah we uh the girls managed to catch um fish each so that was that was awesome yeah that, that was those pictures were great so cool yeah, it was it was a lot of fun um there's a place called jalapeno tree heck yeah dude you're in east texas baby that's all we got it was good there used to be a place called paco's uh-huh that was really good in, in East Texas. But yeah, um, jalapeno trees all down there. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Yeah, it was it was not bad. It was better than... So there's another place called Vernon. Um, Vernon Lakeside. And it's not... It it was good. I'm not going to say it was... Was it Mexican food or just like... No, it was just a mix of... Okay. Like they had quesadillas. Like a little bit of Tex-Mex. Yeah. American, okay. Yeah. I got the chicken fried steak. It was good. They used um, like an almond flour... And you could taste the oh weird yeah it was, I wonder how that would cook. It did well, but you could definitely taste that yeah, it was the not aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like good in theory, healthy somewhat. Exactly. And then yeah. you're just like nah. Yeah, give then, me the grease. And then I go to uh, Jalapeno Tree and get the I think it was the El Dorado steak. Yeah, which was uh, pepper jack cheese, uh, portobello mushrooms, peppers, and then yeah. the steak. Uh, that was so. Yeah, Jalapeno Tree is underrated. Like. I mean, in East Texas, a bunch of people think it's gross, but no, it was I good. grew up on like Golden Corral and Ryan's, so those places rule for me. That's so true. <laughs> like the back of Denny's drinking those super sugary cappuccinos when I was a kid, <laughs> like that's that's my bread and butter. That's uh, so true. 
That's cool though. The pictures look great. Um, man, I haven't been down to Gum- by uh, Gum Barrel City in a long time. That's way over there. There was so there's a place that's um, we would go to um, Palestine, Lake Palestine. Yep. Yeah, and there's a we would call it Fish Camp, and it was a hotel that was almost <laughs> Fish Camp. Yeah, it was, it was. We would spend a week or two there, mm-hmm. um, but the hotel itself was immediately on the lake. Yeah, and so we would, uh, my mom and I, and my grandfather and grandmother, we would go down and Elizabeth and Paul, um, but we would all go down there, and uh, and I mean, granddad, mom and I would stay out there until two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, yeah, fishing, and then as soon as uh, you know we would go to sleep and wake up at seven or eight and go back fishing, and that is literally all we did. Was just fish. Fish camp, baby. Eat. Fish camp, fish sticks. But on the way, there was a place called uh, Cotton Gin. Um, mm-hmm. And I I don't know if it was that Cotton Gin, but we passed another Cotton Gin on the way to Gun Barrel City. Yeah. But What's it was, up here is normally Cotton Patch. Right. Yeah. But this, the, yeah. Yeah, down yeah. there is Cotton Gin, baby. It was good. I remember going there, and then when we were going to Gun Barrel City, I passed another Cotton Gin, but it was under construction or under renovation. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man, that stinks," because that that sounded really good. Yeah, that's but, cool though. I I haven't been man. It's been so long since I've been out out that way. I mean, I when we go back to Tyler, we have to go on uh, twenty. So I mean, we're over the top of it. But yeah, I haven't been to Gumbarrel in a long time. It's a big lake out there. It is. It was Palestine's a decent sized lake, but that, uh, where Gumbarrel is, it's way bigger. So yeah, way way it way is. bigger. Uh, I didn't realize it was made in '63, but yeah, it Pretty was neat. relatively new. Yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and then, of course, you know, we come back and today uh, work. There's a place called um, I, I think it's Chai. I don't, I, I don't know. It's C H I Omega Christmas Marketplace. Um, it's down in uh, Dallas, the Fair Park. Fair Park. Uh, um, I might have seen that. I don't, I'm not sure. I it was remember. it was fun. Um, definitely not for gentlemen. It was oh. mostly <laughs> all lady boutiques. Okay. Uh, but it, I mean, it, one it got us out of the office, yeah. and so we didn't we didn't work. We just walked around this place. Did you do something? Yeah, exactly. And then two, it, it uh, I got a couple things for the girls, and so that was that was nice. Yeah, um, and a few ideas for for Alex, but. Yeah, it was it was weird going from, you know, the five or six days of vacation from work and then one day of work yesterday, and then today is just like nothing. Shopping. Yeah. Yeah. And then tomorrow. A little retail be, therapy. It was weird. That's cool. I, I've never had a place like this. Yeah. That's neat though. I mean, you get to do all that. Um Yeah. That's the yeah, we have we haven't been to the lake. I don't think we really got out to the lake this year really. I mean I was I saw it all the time because um I always bike on uh, North Shore Trail a lot, and that's on Lake Grapevine. Mm-hmm. But as a family, we didn't do any boating this season, which we usually always do it. Around here, they're actually not that bad, pricing-wise. not bad either. Um, but yeah, that's pretty neat. It's exciting. Other than the uh, the illness, yeah. what's been going with you? Yeah, other than the sty, um, <laughs> been uh, really uh, busy at work, but it's been really good, too. We've done a lot of really... Uh, good meetings to help push the business forward getting ready for 2024 
Um, everybody's getting excited, buying in, you know, doing all kinds of new stuff, uh, just staying motivated. And we had a really good meeting today, like a quarterly thing we do as a branch where everybody's involved. It's called a SOCA, like a state of the company. Um, oh, I was like, Avatar? Yeah, right. Yeah, Ahsoka, um, <laughs> maybe. No, but Soka, yeah. So we did that for a couple hours today, and so everybody just get to see how it's all going and, you know, things we learn and want to improve, and then, you know, we end by talking about the good stuff. But, yeah, it's been re- been really busy, Just and we also went back home uh, this past weekend to celebrate my in-laws' birthdays. They both have a birthday in November. We usually cel- cel- celebrate them together, uh, but we went back and just uh, did it early, because they're going to Cabo Ooh. this year uh, when we would normally celebrate their birthdays during Thanksgiving break. Um, and we took Titus down there, obviously. Um, and they have uh, some property and a pond and all that stuff. So he got to see the ducks and <laughs> the deer and feed the definitely feed the ducks uh, and then hunt for sticks. He likes, he's a, he's a retriever, that Titus. So <laughs> we've been, every time we go outside, is time to build a little fire or something it's really cute um and we roasted marshmallows inside and that was neat to show him he was really excited when the he realized marshmallows catch on fire pretty easily so oh, he's no. in there just like wow and it immediately turns into coal so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got to experience that and that was really neat and also aaron's uh, sister came in and her husband matt and we got to hang out with them too and do some shopping as well um just kind of getting some gift ideas you know like you were saying um but yeah, other than that, man, just really staying busy at work. Um, just trying to get a lot of stuff done. Been pretty busy at church too. We did some really cool teen stuff on Sunday night, and uh, last night too was really good. That's awesome. Um, Are so you yeah. going to the retreat tomorrow? No, I am not. I'm glad you said that. I'm not. Now that I remember, I am not going. I forgot about that. No, because I already made plans to go uh, biking with the group on Saturday at a new trail I haven't been at. It's a uh, Mm. I don't know. It's like 50 miles away. So I have to get up Saturday morning and go do that. Usually we do gymnastics for Titus um, on Saturday mornings. We'll still do that. He's missed the last couple weekends. Oh, we went to Harding, too. That's what we did. Okay. Forgot. Yeah, we went back to Harding for our uh, homecoming, and also I played ultimate Frisbee in college. So it was the 20-year reunion for the team being, you know, formed. So we all got together, played several games. We played a whole lot on Friday night. We were all like dead on Saturday when we were actually going to play the game. But <laughs> luckily, experience prevailed, um, which it always usually does. The older guys usually come in there and play pretty well, even though we haven't played, you know, as a team in so many years. But it just, you know, it's like riding a bike, really. You just pick right back up where you left off, just a lot slower. Yeah. Um, and more ailments. Um but yeah, that was that was a really fun trip taking Titus, you know, where we graduated and he gets to see like all the campus and they've done so much too. Um you're just going around seeing some of the really cool buildings now that they've changed them. Uh my buildings are still the same like the business building, but some of Aaron's are have changed and uh the athletic facilities were really nice. Uh they changed it. And the town was uh, Cersei, it's in Arkansas. Cersei's pretty quiet and small when school's not in session but now they've added like more stores more restaurants which like they finally added a waterburger and a texas roadhouse which is insane to think so <laughs> whenever we were there like the best thing we had was like the mexican food there is really good though other than that though if you're talking about like standalone name brand type restaurants you're like kfc little caesars mm-hmm. pizza hut 
And that's about it. There's Colton Steakhouse, which is like a steakhouse in Arkansas in the Texarkana area. Um, but yeah, anyway, just getting to see all that. Go to the bookstore, get some cool stuff. Titus got some things. Playing with all our friends. That's uh, really fun. The hotel, though, that could be an episode in itself. Um, it was pretty wild. So we got there. They didn't have the because the town's so small. You have to book your uh, your rooms really early. Um, so I had booked in September. And we get to the place, and obviously they don't have my booking because that's the only way that works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to buy another room, and I bought. Thankfully, for some reason, I bought travel insurance. I have no idea why. I never. I didn't even do that when we went to Universal. Um, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, just um, dispute it and show your receipt." So I did all that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, sorry it was interrupted, but yeah, we're not going to cover it in this particular circumstance." And I have no idea why. I was like, "But I have the receipts. I have the." travel insurance number i can show you that they didn't have my reservation and i paid i ended up paying like over 500 bucks total when it should have only been about 220 so i paid for 221 and then like 260 the next time well just under 500 bucks but i was like well that's annoying so i don't get my money back so that stinks but i honestly already forgot since i paid for it so long ago it didn't really matter anymore because it was gone but um yeah the room was something else too the 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 hotel we were at is not that it's not nice. It's that the backside, the the rooms that aren't facing the street are like the worst ones. <laughs> so we got assigned one of those. And man, was it something. I ended up sleeping on a bloody pillow for like two nights and didn't even know it. Excellent. Aaron was like, did you like, cause you know, we're playing, we're playing Frisbee. Like sometimes we like try to go for the disc and like, you know, it's getting really close to the ground. So we'll dive out and try to get, grab it before it hits there. Um, it was like, no, I mean, if anything, it'd be on like my, you know, my yeah. knees and thighs yeah. or elbows. And it was like, no, nope, there's just a, a bloody pillow I slept on. And so I used the, the, you know, the really nice 15 cent, uh, soap bar that they provide and just bleached my face. Maybe that's <laughs> where the sty is coming from now. Yeah. Two, two weeks in the making. Um, putting it all together. Yeah, man, boy, it's been rough. <laughs> so yeah, we did all that. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. We got to eat at all the places we love and remember. Uh, That's good. That was just awesome getting to do that. That's like the first thing we did. As soon as we pulled in to Cersei at like 11.30 that Friday, we went straight to like one of our favorite burrito places. And then for dinner, we ate at one of our favorite Mexican restaurants, which is super cheap. It was like for Aaron and I to eat there, it was like after tip was like 12 bucks. Wow. Which was crazy. So. Yeah. We love that place. Um, but yeah, so we've just been doing that. And then obviously, like I said, busy at work uh, and trying to catch back up and trying to somehow survive. But my body refuses. Um, this is yeah, this is strange. Ever since I've turned 30, like literally the weirdest things are happening. Like this thigh right now, like I feel like my eyes even closing more as we as it, we're talking. Yeah, it I'm looks like I'm sitting like here it. like I'm just trying to hold down my eyelid. Yeah. And they keep saying, don't touch it. But uh, yeah not gonna happen i'm gonna mess with this thing mm-hmm. uh, but anyways yeah so good check-in <laughs> it's been a while hopefully, <laughs> it, it has. hopefully the next check-in there's no sty uh, at this point it's a toss-up so it'll be in the other eye i'd rather it be in my right eye because i'm left eye dominant so this has really been annoying i'm sitting there trying to like like just stare into the sun with my left eye because it's like <laughs> burn this thigh off because it hurts it hurts every time you blink and i I have this like weird thing like if I feel any type of little bit of pain I always like touch it just like see if it's real and I've been touching my eye like crazy. Luckily I've been cleaning my hands and using like eye drops you know to keep it real sterile. 
but boy, is it annoying. I could imagine. But anyways, so yeah, like, like we mentioned last time, uh, we are going to bring back the Stoner series with some triangles and squares, um, yeah. or better known as pyramids. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we um, last time we briefly touched on it, Jake had in- introduced some interesting little uh, energy departments inside of <laughs> the pyramids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's open it up, Jake. What have you, uh, what have you come to know so far? Uh, that we don't know already, Jack. About yeah, we don't know anything the, about the pyramids. pyramids. No one, no uh, one knows. No, it, okay. So tons of theories. Yeah, there's there's a ton of theories. Um, I actually watched a pretty interesting video on the more, uh, I guess, scientifically accepted um, okay. explanation of yeah. it all. Um, it, it was essentially sta- stating that. Slaves were not actually the ones to build the right, pyramids. Right, that's what I had saw. Uh, which I th- I thought it was interesting because I mean, for the longest all the time, movies. all the movies, all Book, the books, like books, yeah, everybody was like, no, the slaves built the pyramids. Yeah, kind of like the Great Wall thing where they're all died and buried underneath it. Exactly. So. But but apparently, recent discoveries have come out um, in the surrounding areas that suggest the workers of the pyramid were very well fed um they had pretty excellent housing yeah um, you know things that slaves wouldn't necessarily have in in a culture right, like that right not to say that maybe they were still slaves they were just treated better than they were highly a field slave. type thing. exactly yeah. they were artisans and experts and craftsmen type deals not- right and and that actually leads to a pretty interesting you know, thought process of, well, maybe it wasn't, uh, maybe the Egyptians weren't, you know, these bloodthirsty, all powerful Pharaoh type deals that they would, once they would conquer people, they would have a census of, okay, these guys are the ones who are really well educated. Right. These are the field hands. Mm. So we'll send these guys to the field and these guys will be housed, properly fed and build our temples. Um, But for whatever reason, the the mainstream you know science community just completely threw out the slave altogether yeah and they were like no it's artisans they were egyptian they were free they were uh there were families there which yeah. they they actually did find um and we're mainly talking about the pyramids in egypt and, yeah yeah for right now for anyway right, yeah. um the yeah they, they were uh, there were families that were discovered um and the burials that have been discovered in the area, um, so far they've found about 600 people. Wow. And 300 are men, 300 are female. Oh. Um, it, roughly. Yeah, of course. about equal. About equal. Huh. Um, and they did DNA testing and found that uh, the majority of them were linked biologically in terms of like family. That's pretty uh, neat. Yeah. It's like brother, sister. Or uh, just husband, wife, and they found a kid that was uh, linking yeah, yeah, yeah. the two. Okay, yeah. Um, and so they they theorized that it was more of a uh, a family event that the, the husband or the wife, they would, like the wife would do the painting in the, in the pyramid and the husbands would move the stones yeah. or, you know, what yeah. have you, whatever right. roles yeah, that they had. Yeah, I got had. you. Um, that's really neat. It, it was really interesting. The, the one of my biggest qualms with r- really any of these like National Geographic type shows 
um, which I think this one was from uh, one of the offshoots of National Geographic, was that they would say, um, this is how it is. Like they Right, yeah, definitive answer. Like, this like, is it. It's like, you aw. can't say that for sure. No one, we still don't know how they did it. So right. you can't just say, this is how it went. Like, uh, for instance, they were talking about how um, how these individuals would live and how they lived explained how they built the temple or mm. built the pyramid because a lot of these guys had um, the back vertebrae were stressed. So they were like, oh, it instantly it, it means that they were using their backs a lot and that they were moving these uh, stones from one Which point would be to impossible. So. Right. And that's the other thing too is like now apparently uh, if this video that I watched is to be um, believed – uh, they're lowering the number of people who were involved. There's a, a Egyptologist who claimed that instead of the hundreds of thousands, thousands of people, yeah, I think I saw that too. It's like, oh well, it was something like it was like a shocking number. Like, yeah, the, the instead of using 000. half a million people, yeah, it was like that. It's like, yep, maybe like point one of a percent of that was actually there. used to build these pyramids. Like, exactly. What? Yeah, he's he's claiming it, but of course the way the video says it's, it it is this way that yeah. uh, but his claim is that 20,000 people were used, 5,000 of them were a permanent resident that they were more of the engineer or um you know, workplace overseer type positions yeah. and then 15,000 were the actual manual labor. It's crazy. Uh, it, it is. It's nuts how um how we can kind of and it all makes sense. So you piece together logically of if you refuse to take into account anything else other than just physical hand, physical yeah. labor, yeah. Um, how you could take the evidence that's been left behind and state, oh, well, this is actually what happened. Right. Um, yeah, they, we always associate like oppression with anything of that size being built. Right. Oh, and to me, it's like... Um, there's a, a Y files that I watched that was pretty interesting. And in the closing arguments, he said, you know, we don't know how they, they did it. We don't right. know how it was built. We don't know why it was built. Um, you know, all these things. And he said, the biggest problem that I have that the, this, the host has with, um, with the standard, you know, men built this is where are the supplies where the, if, yeah. if we used wood to roll the stones to, uh, to the location, then where are the vast amounts of yeah? Because this is before wood? wheels. Like there, yeah, this there was before nothing. the time of wheels. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because they, uh, I looked it up before we started, and it's around uh, twenty five hundred BC is when they yeah they say that the pyramids was were started and and roughly when they were finished. But um, but I mean, and he makes a great point. Where are the artisan tools? Where are the if five thousand of them were overseers then. That means 15,000 people, if the 20,000 is correct, then 15,000 people's equipment should be laying around somewhere. Yeah. And there's right. hardly any. I think I saw that in some of like the, like you were saying, like the, the um, living quarters that they were at. Like they were yeah. looking, it's like they mainly find like, they found like bread ovens. Yes. Cooking. Wine, yeah. Cooking utensils, wine uh, vases and stuff like that. It's like, hmm. And that's what was interesting about so the they video. Weren't, they were a permanent residence there. It's like they built yes. around these places. They weren't just like, you know, Pharaoh's Temple and that and then nothing else. Like exactly. the way you see in the movies where like they usually live in like dugout slums and stuff like that. It's like, no, these, no, these were like, 
you know, to it's almost like in a way like they honored what they were building, so they built really nice living quarters around it too. Yep. And what I think is interesting is that, to your your point, is even in the video that I had brought up from Nat Geo, um, the only things they would talk about in terms of discovery were um, were the cooking, like the the vast ovens they would use to build yeah, to make like the bread. massive bread, yeah, yeah, or or the the beer um, fermentation you know mm. barrels right um but Pretty they would never right but they would never talk about the um stonemason quarters or the uh. like there were there were never any mention of of it being separated into like um you know like here's the marketplace here's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the kitchens here's the quarters where the um you know quarries were brought in and, and the yeah. masons yeah. Were, it was all just cooking so yeah. it's like now that leaves a, another possibility that what if all these 20,000 people weren't there to build the pyramid, they were there to feed whoever was making the pyramid. Ah. Uh, that it was... Giants. R- right. That yeah. it was... And that's yeah. why they had such uh, stress on them is because they were having to bring in all this grain and all this produce yeah. from all the... So they were know, like hardcore farming. Right. Yeah. Exa- on a like huge Mass scale. scale, yeah. Like you know the industrial farms of of today just on steroids because it's 20,000 people in the field versus yeah. because Jeez, yeah there's so many things that open up whenever you start really thinking about like it didn't take as many and they weren't able to use like modern like think about modern equipment they can they almost can't even replicate yeah. some of these stones um it's like how did you do it it's like well who would have helped them or how did they source the materials in itself and then how do they move like some of these stones like anywhere from two to 15 tons each yes and it's like they're built as a stepping pyramid so like it it continually goes up and you're thinking if you've ever stacked cups before if you want to get like a five high a cup like five high like when you build a small pyramid for that you end up using like 20 cups so it's like to build a stepping pyramid as tall as they were and as massive as they they were millions of stones so it's like it's 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 something like uh, you really can't comprehend it until you're there, kind of. Yeah. So I mean, when there's no scaffolding, there's no pulleys that yeah. they found. There's it's just wild. It's it's crazy. And the only way I can think of things to move like that in massive quantities, in lots and lots of weight, is just by water, which you see with tankers and yeah. even in the logging industry when they're moving massive amounts of wood, they'll use rivers because well, that's, it's like it's the only way we can move this amount of weight. And it's interesting that you said that because if you geologically put the uh, 2500 BC time frame to the Nile, yeah. the Nile runs through the pyramids. Oh. So it would make sense yeah. that they would use the environment around them. Um, and who's to say that the, the, the you know, pyramids themselves didn't start underwater so it was easier to build the first you know, five or six levels because it was all underwater so they yeah. would just push it off the rafts right. and then i remember i thought but I, i'm I not think saying I found that's it, what happened right yeah i found it more interesting too they're saying like you know some of the ones that were built um in latin america that had fallen apart they are like oh we took out um like three million gallons worth of debris i was like oh that's funny you're using gallons gallons instead of just like cubic yards or something like that so yeah I was like, oh. when i mean 
we're talking or you know i started with the pyramids in in giza but you're right it's it's a global phenomenon yeah that it's not, pyramids yeah. are everywhere right yeah there's some in uh well obviously egypt forget how many there was there in like sudan middle east yeah i don't i wasn't too sure about asia there's some in china okay oh yeah that's right some in china um and then there's there there's well it's not proven um but there's a lot of speculation that there's some in the antarctic oh, um, oh. and that's where so we have a base there um and yeah, like a military base yeah okay uh, but it's it's mostly oh, there's a lot of scientific ones but. yes it, and it's mostly scientists who will go there but we use a military base so we could get military cargo planes there and, uh, and what happened okay, yeah but what's interesting is that there is um the last one of the last trips that john Kerry did before he was um john Kerry. wow yeah bless from the back but in 2013 no not when did he did he run for president in like 2004 or something yeah yeah uh, but he was Secretary of State, and Crazy. Uh, one of the last things he did as Secretary of State is he actually went down to Antarctica, and there was a bunch of um, leaked footage. How do you touch me? <laughs> there was a bunch of uh, leaked pictures and stuff like that, and of course, w- with the advent of um, realistic Photoshop, there's no telling what all is legitimate what isn't. Um, however... There's uh, pictures that are purport- or reportedly showing massive pyramids within the, the structure of Antarctica. It's covered in ice, mm. but it clearly, like clear as day is... Like Captain America, under yeah, the ice. Under the ice. But it, it's clear as day, um, that shape, anyway, of a pyramid yeah. mountain. Um, and the, apparently there's people who have come out of those meetings who are, you know not obviously in the know but are like the you know the private who drove him there yeah. and stuff like but he said that there's there were high level meetings um regarding what they found in our, the antarctic and it was it was one of these hmm. they had managed to get through the ice and into the the structure and they wow. called it a structure they didn't call it a yeah so um it wasn't a mountain at least to these guys and um yeah they said that it was just it was a straight on pyramid so cool it yeah it's nuts jeez um but that that's you know fringe right yeah way off way way off off left field on that one yeah but yeah more of the stuff like yeah going back toward uh egypt if you will um yeah just learning about like the the fact that how many stones would it would take it was like over two million yeah to build the great pyramid and there's two others and there's two others that are right beside it obviously but yeah, some of those, the, obviously the lower ones are going to be really massive. The ones, you know, closer to 15 tons each. I was like, man, a ton, a ton is 2,000 pounds. So two tons, 15. So 30,000 pound stone. Yeah. My biggest, I, I guess like just looking at all these videos and people like, even like the top archaeologists and stuff that are like spending their lives work over there. Like none, like none of them are really concise on like a answer to help kind of prove some of it. They all have their own theories. Obviously some of them are really interesting. Some of them more speak toward like you know extraterrestrial or alternate being type thing, which I mean that can be a whole episode in itself too. Yeah. But I guess just the sheer fact that like no one can really say for a fact like what, how did they shape and how how did they shape it? Because mm-hmm. if you think of like if you've ever seen someone cutting rock, uh, you know whether it be in construction or 
masonry or whatever. It's like it's usually got to be some type of blade for one, like whatever tip you're using, you know, I don't know what types of metals would be, but usually diamond is a big one to use. And also like some type of source to feed water into it so it doesn't overheat and crack. So it's like you're talking about technology that like how would these people think about to build that up? Obviously they can figure things up by friction, by rubbing things together, but when one of how the, do you build how would you build a saw? And they said that they were uh the uh the Egyptologists who were digging there um were saying that they were finding copper uh spades that they think it was copper alloy that they were using to cut um and shape the rocks and shape the rocks but it's like uh, copper is so flimsy yeah it's more brittle i mean you, you would have to go through but yeah you'd have to oof. you would go through tons of them then we should find tons of just spent yeah. saws that are just laying there yeah i'm thinking um, about like striking it like if you strike yeah. a an axe over time just on wood it dulls it dulls so if you're thinking about shaping such a coarse uh material like stone mm -hmm. it's like that poof, i mean think about like the blades and stuff they use for any type of work nowadays it's like yeah they're probably swapping them out pretty regularly so if they're using a, a, a less strengthened metal like copper then it's man i mean where would you even get the material for that like you gotta exactly. have you gotta have all different types of people in, well, the, in the area to be able to do that like and it was skilled labor for sure oh, yeah. like seriously skilled yeah i mean these guys were if if in fact the the theory of it being people instead of anything else is, is accurate these guys were the top of the the top of right engineers right um, right and what's crazy too is that each uh, layer of the pyramid has different rock. Like there's different rocks within the pyramid. Right. Yeah. It's not, not all just, just like one stone. Exactly. They have like multiple the, different um, the quartz, and then you have uh, whenever it was finished, you had the capstones that were all white, and yeah. um, that was the one that is, is the famous. You know, there was no seams, so it was literally just yeah. a sheet of rock. That, right. As an onlooker, you would look at the pyramids, and there would be no rivets. There would be no. It would just look like a triangle. In the smooth. Middle. Can't a even fit stuff in between them. Right. And so then thinking, the, yeah, that's why I'm thinking. You're talking. I was like thinking about the scaffolding. Like, yeah. How do you? How, how do you, you? You can't just put unanchored scaffolding up a, a high rise right. and expect it to stay without some form of anchor. And then you also have the fact that it's like, how did you do that? And the pyramid was capped in gold. That the very tip of the pyramid was a gold triangle. Or yeah. was it a gold pyramid in itself? Yeah. And it was just how did you how did you create the cap of gold? And then gold is not a, a light object either. Yeah, no. How did you lift that after you finished the entire pyramid, you would have had to do that last. It's like putting the, the uh, star on the Christmas tree. Exactly. It's like look at all my work and you look at the top and you're like Okay, yep. you gotta go get it, get the ladder. But it, they don't have ladders. No. So when then, damn. and we're, we haven't even begun talking about the geom or geometry or the um, astrological aspects. All relevance of it, like how they're in lines and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. they're they're in uh, the three pyramids are in line with the th the three stars in Orion at the time of when they were yeah built. yeah yeah. Um, they are, or the the main pyramid for all you flat earthers, if you believe that. <laughs> the the uh, the main pyramid is 
uh, almost perfect due north. Like the, it, it's a perfect compass. Um, and it, the pyramid itself is not actually four sides; it's eight. Because if you look at it from the sky on the equinoxes, you can actually see uh, two sides to each side. So they, they each side is in itself comes to a point hmm. that only reveals itself on certain days and at certain time. And it's just how wild. Did, it's that wild. might be more of a mass thing though than it than just a uh, advancement. I don't know. If that makes sense. Something of mass, like when you see it, like in oh, I, I see far view, you're just like, is that distorted, well, or no, is that the same thing I'm looking at? No, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's there's photographic evidence now yeah. that shows that the the pyramid was made with eight sides instead of the four that we we see when we look Wild. at it straight. Wild! Yeah. It's like looking in a kaleidoscope, and it's like oh, I transformed that yeah. into reality. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it 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 really is just. I mean, it could be boring. Some people would be like, I didn't listen in history class or anything for a reason. <laughs> um, but it's more interesting just because the fact that I mean. You can look all, all over the internet. There is tons and tons and tons of information about pyramids and theories and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But none of them can prove none none of it and about how how it was actually constructed, which is just yeah. mind blowing to me. Well, even with the Great Wall of China, at least we knew um, that there was a historical there was a historic um, reason as to why it was created. It was to right. to defend against the Mongols. That while there still may be uh, you know, underlining um, conspiracies on why it was made. It it stood also as a defense against the Mongols. Right. You look at the pyramids, and specifically the ones in Giza, um, and every explanation we've come up with seems to be negated over time by just random discoveries. Like hmm. um, there was, you know, the one of the popular beliefs is that it was a um, burial site. But there's been right, no there's, bodies yeah, found. There's none in there. So. Um, that they, the pyramids themselves are dedications to uh, the the main one is a dedication a dedication to uh, Pharaoh Khufu. The second largest one is his to his son, and the the third one is to the right. grandson. Yeah. Uh, but there's no inscription marks that it was just made at that time. Right. And so we just assume that's why these people were building it. Right. And it's just like. It, there's really no. I almost wish that, uh, you know, there's a chamber in there that we discover that says we made this for this reason, right? And it just it would finish the whole. Right. But there's not. Yeah, it's, I can't read hieroglyphs. Um, which even the hieroglyphs themselves like kind of shed light on like the idea of other beings helping because yeah. it's like, you know, they show the difference in sizing compared like to human to whatever the other one might be. Yeah. And I always think back to the. The mummy movie where i think it's the second one where they're fighting those big like dog-like creatures yes and i was like those guys were super tough so they're like ants where they can lift like 50 times their body weight but that's just like a odd thing to think of it's like maybe yeah or um, maybe a, the sphinx helped them when who knows uh, the, there's actually something that um i think actually june was telling me that she read um uh, that they suspect that there's actually two sphinx that they have the one that is obviously in front right, of it. Right, yeah. Where you can't even go up to really anymore. Yeah, they've they've totally shut it off. But Which I remember when they originally found that was a little tidbit. It's like it was like all the way up to just like 
the eye and some of the forehead and ear were ex- or some of an ear were exposed, and they eventually dug it out. And then mm-hmm. obviously the sandstorms moved plenty of sand. But anyway, sorry. No, you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. Um, but they think that there's uh, on the other end of the courtyard that's in between the Sphinx and um, the pyramid. They think is another Sphinx that's uh, protecting the the pyramid. Mm. Um, but even under the Maybe Sphinx, they're encapsulated. Ooh, ooh, um, big bodies. Yeah, because you can't X-ray them. What? No, and even under the Sphinx, they they uh, before they closed it, they found um, they found corridors that you could go into that were underneath the Sphinx. Because there was a few pictures from like the twenties that yeah. um, from archaeologists. Maybe who, Brendan Fraser was right. Ooh, that would be that'd be pretty cool. But, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you're right though. The hieroglyphs themselves they show. They show people who are not obviously human, right? That are in there, are there doing working. something, yeah. yeah. And and the apparatuses that they show that they were using, like the, there's really cool ones. I mean, even yeah. recently, it's come up on social media where like, kind of looks like a mask to go underwater. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like something to go up in the air. It's yep. Like, who knows? I I mean, I don't rule out anything about um, having help, right? Just because I'm not saying like straight up like massive aliens or anything. I'm just not ruling out the fact that there couldn't have been something or someone helping. I don't know. That's just me because it just seems the feet alone. And some of them, they were so big. Some of them were constructed in less than like well, the, a century. When the the um, there's ones here in the Americas that took over 600 years to build. So it's like and Khufu's was finished in his life or was yeah in his uh, lifespan, which is and like it's like crazy how did you do that for for both of them or for all three of them yeah they were each finished roughly it's nuts in a hundred 150 years right all three of them that were done and, it, and it, is it it's is it a wonder of the world yes it's straight up a wonder and before the 20th century um it was the largest man-made structure ever right yeah the yeah. in terms of height right yeah i remember that which is Man, I, I don't know. The, the scale is insane for you to think. It it, it kind of goes back to like the whole Roman Empire thing. Like they yeah. were way so far ahead of their times. Like, imagine if there wasn't the Dark Ages. Well, and then you have the. Jeez, we'd be flying right now. <laughs> Wait, and you look at the pyramids and some of the hieroglyphs, like you were saying, they're flying. Like Atlantis, you have reports of Atlantis, the same thing. Right. There was one of the theories that all the people who, who created, you probably saw this too, who helped develop, build, live there for all those years, they were all wiped out by something. Yeah. And that's why the technologies and everything were just completely lost. And that the burning of the uh, the library of Alexandria, that's where all like the documents were. And it was like, well, it's all gone. Yep. Yeah. They, which uh, is a neat theory, which is like, you can't, I mean... Yeah, why not throw that into the mix? Like, of course, that would make some sense if you think about it. Um, but yeah, I just find that super, super like, um, what's the word where something happens at the same time? Correlation, coincidental. Oh. Uh, coincidental yeah. Um, what a coincidence that potentially maybe the whole populated area of people who knew what was going on and building and designing and inventing were wiped out, but all their findings and history and um discoveries were actually r- written down but uh what was his name caesar mm-hmm. burned down uh, oh no or um, who was it that burned uh the library of alexandria who was that maybe it was caesar 
I don't know, but yeah, in that regard, where it's like it's one of those things where history just pulls it away from you because it was like Caesar. it's too far ahead of yeah Caesar. So it's like it's so far ahead of its time to where it's like we can't like you're not ready type deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. When um, it's interesting because there's a it's a growing theory that the Egyptians were not the ones to build the pyramid, that they were the ones to find the pyramid. Um, oh, that they themselves don't know oh. what it is. Okay, and which would it kind of leads to the whole um, explanation that you know the only thing we're finding are cooking utensils is because we settled there under the pyramids, and we we didn't build it, so we don't have any tools left yeah. over. That's why we just made food and stayed there and sacrificed the food, or you know did whatever. Um, whatever yeah, the egyptians did too. but they yeah the 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 thing that they think well the the theory is is that the egyptians found it however the race itself was um highly advanced uh, almost atlantean myth in terms of mythological yeah. properties and um there's a period called the younger dryas which is uh essentially like the the flood myth um mm. or mm. you know the flood i say myth but it's you know Noah's flood. Every culture has a flood myth associated to it, right? Um, and so the umbrella term is now the Younger Dryas. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, what they say is this advanced race uh, was wiped out, and whatever they were using the pyramid for was lost. That it, it uh, the oh. technology it in itself. Like it, yeah, it was a tool for it. It yeah. was a tool. Yeah, and. Um, and that's what they they theorize about Atlantis too is that the city itself is designed in a way that it was it was a power plant mm. working for the citizens of of Atlantis and when when the flood came and swallowed and I mean even the Iliad and or not the Iliad but the Odyssey has mentioned that Atlantis was swallowed in the ocean right um, so when the flood happened Atlantis was lost forever. And the reasons of the pyramid's existence was lost forever because there's evidence in um, some of the stone on the pyramids that there was water damage at some point. Um, they just don't know when and, and yeah. how severe. Yeah, water always does a good job about leaving its mark about over time. Yeah, and uh, so that's that's one of the the newer. That's pretty cool. Is that I they mean, that'd were, be a really interesting one to go down. It, the only thing I have issue with is that. Um, the Egyptians are, are really good at documenting um, events, right? And you would think that in their early, you know, documentation of everything, they would describe the the day that they came across these giant pyramids, right? Um, yeah. But there's so far they haven't had, Which, to my knowledge, it's just, yeah. All of it itself is just such a massive mystery. Like, yeah. why don't we know? Exactly. There's almost yeah. literally we anything that we don't know about stuff in the past. But especially this one because it actually holds a big significant hold on a lot of theories in science itself. Oh yeah. Just be, just for the the marvel of the design of the structures themselves, which is I mean, there's a gentleman, no architect, but it's it, it makes no sense. No. Um there's a gentleman in Florida who uh Claimed that he discovered the method of how they built the pyramids. And so, as proof, he 
um, from 1923 to 1952, um, around there, mm-hmm. from the 20s to the, th- the 50s. Yeah. Did he build one? He No, he didn't build one. He actually took uh, stone from, um, from his local area and used the method that he claimed the Egyptians did, but he, oh. he didn't allow anyone to view it. Um, he didn't allow anyone to help him. Um, and he didn't allow anybody to, uh, to get any like blueprints or anything like that. From, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Designs but, or anything. Right. Um, but essentially what he did was he built a stone castle in his backyard and, um, some of these stones are, are e- equal to the stones that were used in, in the, on the pyramid or in the pyramid. Um, and there's a, there's an instance in the the garden that he has where he has made a door that is so well balanced that if you walk up to it with one finger you can open the door but the stone itself is like 10 tons like it's Jeez, just this massive stone that's insane but you can move it with a finger well is it the, on youtube i'm to sure that i'm that's sure it is sweet. yeah because yeah. i think the guy's dead so his estate is now like a, a a government uh, facility. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a uh, a tourist attraction. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, it's in um, Florida? It's in Florida. Okay. Huh. A lot of stuff goes down in Florida. Yeah. Um, well, I'm kind of curious if somebody were to take the longitude. I think that's the right one. Um, but if you were to take that line and draw it to the pyramids to see if you are on the same longitudinal line, that, if, that, that was one of the hmm. aspects that he needed to discover is that you know, because there's a theory in um, certain circles that the Earth has ley lines, and yeah. these ley lines have uh, energy running through them, and certain places are stronger than other places. And one of the the ley lines uh, they claim is runs through the pyramids. So it would be interesting to see if it was the same cool. same line as yeah. the pyramids. Um, cool. But anyway, so the, the the reason why I bring it up is because there's a a story of these teenagers who were you know when they get bored they would go eavesdrop on this guy yeah and they claimed that he was using um, sound to levitate these stones oh. and that was what was yeah. and the similar thing with the um ark of the covenant hmm. because if you take the uh walls of jericho and you know how they had to walk around walk the around. walls yep, yep. And but they had to blow the horns. Yep, the vibrations well, and stuff like that. Exactly, yeah. and so that's what they, uh, the the principle anyway of how the pyramids were were built is um, there was some sound uh, resonator. You know, you had the speaker, and then you had the um, there was a, oh gosh, I wish I, I wish I could remember the terms, um, but effectively they would use these two inputs and. Yeah the stones that were in the middle of the input would be uh, hit with a, with a rod and that rod would, as a, a, you know, uh, tuning forks. Yeah. Yeah. So you would hit the rod and it would tune the stone to the frequency of these two amplifiers. Whoa. And so when they would match that frequency, they would lift, <laughs> lift in the air up. Wow. and they would be able to just push the stone yeah, with enough sound compression, uh, uh, air is involved, so it, it can mm-hmm. move things. That's, right, that's really wild. And so that's what they that these teenagers were claiming this guy was using to move. And if he truly did discover and reinvent the method of the Egyptians, then 
it would only be safe to assume that the Egyptians were using some form of um, sound. Yeah, to but what would levitate. they use? It's like exactly. You, you can't make a, a like a uh, a rawhide skin stretch like miles, and you just like boom. No. Yeah. No way. There's one good uh, doctor who worked on a like a Tibetan monk, um, and this sect of monks were were known to levitate things. Yeah. Um, and uh, essentially what they would did was once he was, ex- you know, quote unquote accepted into their, yeah. their group, uh, they gave him a demonstration and they stood at a 90 degree angle to whatever they were trying to lift. And it would be an assortment of drums and uh, trumpets. And they would, you know, all in unison begin to play. Yeah. Well, at the same time, everybody else who was involved with this group would chant and uh, sing. Yeah. Um, and they would gradually increase the uh, the tempo until the object of whatever they were trying to move starts to react to the sound. Wow. And then it would lift off and, you know, they would do whatever they needed to, to move yeah. it to. Um, you know, if, if that's true, if that's really what happened uh, due to this doctor's... Um, account the things that we don't really know is what were the pitch that they were doing right yeah uh, was it like a chord that they were playing because there's uh, oh, man well there's a if you listen to the earth itself it naturally uh, produces an f sharp chord oh really so huh. if you match that f sharp chord on certain ley lines would you then be able to yeah yeah i don't know and but like we, we don't know we the guy who the doctor who was uh, involved with this uh, while he made drawings and mention of of the act itself, he never he never took the time to figure out the notes that were played by each individual person. Yeah, um, that's still just it's, absolutely it's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, and it and even if it's all fake, it would still make a really good movie or book. Yeah, that, it's just like <laughs> be a really simple science movie, right? Um, but and that's that's the big thing that I have um, in terms of accepting this is that it's been proven yeah. that there's you're right uh, with what you were talking about the capristera and everything like there's countless videos on youtube of just random guys putting over uh you know um two speakers and then when they match the frequency they could put a coin in the middle of the speaker and it would slowly start to lift off yeah yep. so it's cap you're yep. capable of doing these things with just home you know household goods yep. and it's not far-fetched to think that if one you don't have cell phones or any other distraction you don't have uh the you know these group of people don't have books to necessarily keep them company they don't right. have they have the stars and they have whatever's in front of them right so if you have plenty a, of time to problem solve exactly if you have a <laughs> pharaoh who says hey i want you to build the most massive thing for me yeah go so well then all you're going to do is be like yes <laughs> exactly and your okay. entire and that it, it leads to the whole why families were there is because they understood that it was a generational thing that yeah. they wouldn't be yeah. the ones to finish it they would be the True. ones to work on it yeah and so it's it's almost like the pyramids were treated as a mission to mars because uh, it, it in uh, nasa's even their own uh you know um, recruiting uh, deals they're actively looking for either families or a man and a woman who are single because they know that if they go to Mars, it's so treacherous in terms of time. 
that they may have to produce offspring for the way back. That it's not going to be the Jeez, people who yeah. leave. It's going to be their kids. <laughs> That'd be crazy. And that's how the that's how the pyramid builders may have treated it. Was that it wasn't going to be the people who were working on it. It was going to be their grandkids who were going to be the ones right, to, yeah. to you finish it. Start it, and then you guys all finish it. Yeah. And so it was just wow. a, a, t- a thing that was spoken, that was taught to, you know, whatever they were doing. It be it yeah moving, and that's the other thing I don't really, I'm not really a fan of the whole. Uh, physical people moving it because these people would have died so fast. Yeah, that it it just would have been like boom, boom, boom. Because <laughs> there's, I mean, you have workplace injuries now. Yeah, and we don't at our work, but yes, <laughs> you're right. Uh, but I mean, to think that you know thousands of years ago, if all you had were logs and two ton stones, that that would be a safe work environment. Heck no. No. You would have, instead of 600 people they've discovered, it would be just a mass graveyard of people. (laughs) They are the stones. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they're the mortar that's keeping everything in in place. Use the ashes and just... Yep. But there's not. There's there's really no mass grave around the area. It's so weird. It's so strange. And then we haven't even talked about why it was built. It's, yeah, right. This is it's just like, how it was built. That's for next episode. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. jeez, yeah. This is all. It, I get it's more like a nerd out thing because it's like, yeah. man, whoa, did you? Wow, like, I mean, I find it super. Like in school, heck no, I wouldn't have cared about the pyramids. It would have made no sense. It'd been like, shoot me now, just in, in the class, you know. But now it's <laughs> like, it's so odd. I think as an adult now, and you. Like kids, they they don't care. They're just like, oh, it's a pyramid, it's in movies, blah blah blah. But like now, it's like, I don't know, dude. It's pretty wild to think that they were able to create something of this size and com- uh, complexity. Um, it, that that's my whole thing. I I did like most of the, uh, you know, guys who get paid the big bucks to go over there and learn all about it. They, like how they're just so confused about why or, excuse me, how like how did they do this? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I just can't. I can't wrap my mind around that really when it, we've only stuck to egypt yeah like we haven't gone to the americas which has more pyra- yeah, like more pyramids and everybody than anywhere in the world combined the most amount of pyramids are in the americas which yeah and then um from what i've seen anyway the native american mounds that were done that mm. resemble pyramids were burial those right. were for burial right right um and I've always been curious, you know, how far back was Pangaea really? The the whole um, you know mega continent that everybody was shared, because there's so many cultures that have um, mixed, you know, mixed teachings. Yeah. Like every culture has a dragon, every culture has the flood myth. Mm-hmm. It's almost like yeah, we all had the shared experience at one point. And we've seemed to to have lost that, and, right? And, and, and these we're, were all built, separated. Like while the ones that were constructed constructed on the other side of the world, they were constructed on another side of the world at the same time. They're both building the same type of like shape. 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 Why would you do that? When they all they all mirror certain constellations it's, for the most part, like the major hilarious. ones. It's like you guys didn't think about building circles yet. Make, <laughs> right. some, make some wheels. And, and the, like, but no, dude triangles well think about it the reason why they didn't build uh, wheels is because they didn't need to 
Yeah. It was le- you had levitation. Why would you need wheels? Levitation. If you could fly, it would negate a car. Right. And um, I mean that was that's always been my biggest thing on why you know how, why it took so long to invent the wheel is because they just simply didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to We're it. We're past that. We'll get to it. Well, not even. You, you don't need it. I mean, they technically had wheels because they were building metals and like chain mill and stuff like that. It's like they probably had wheels, but still, it's like, yeah. nah, they didn't need it. It didn't serve a purpose yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. This has all been <laughs> pretty amazing. My eye is getting uh, more and more closed, so I need to get some more stuff on it. Yes. So this has been cool. We're definitely going to do another part because this is, we got to talk about some of the America ones because they're. Insane! The fact that they are built at the same time, opposite continents, similar structures, mm-hmm. same ideas, two different types of cultures too. So yeah, same relatively accepted purposes of burial, or right. Remembrance, you right? Know, we didn't like even that. get into all of like like the whole purpose. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's more into it. But yeah, this has been fun. Glad we did another episode. Hopefully, uh, the next one might be more short because we're getting right to Thanksgiving. That's true. Um, should be a fun short one next time, but. Uh, it's good to see you. Glad we're back. I've Me seen too. you recently, but good to see you again. As much as you. I can see you with my uh my left <laughs> eye. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. <laughs> sit here just like I think it's like the dog too. I'm just like oh, I can feel it. Yeah, and for anyone who hears that, that is my dog. Yeah, it's all right. Cool. You probably probably can't hear it. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. Okay. But anyways, um, been fun. Glad we're back. Me too. I always say that each time. And we'll see you next time. I guess we we'll just do, we'll just gotta say it. We'll see you next time. Uh, For me, I'm Caleb. I'm Jake. See you. Bye.